welcome back to another episode of the Fun Size Podcast. I am so, 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 so excited for this episode and to fill you in on what's happening behind the scenes at Fun Sized. On today's episode, I am joined by a very good friend of mine who has actually been on the podcast before, not once, but twice. So if you listen to episodes 18 and 49, I am sure she'll sound familiar to you. We have some really exciting news for you guys today, and I cannot hold it in much longer. So without any further ado, welcome back to the show, Jess. Hello, (laughs) my podcasting network. Um, (laughs) You make me feel famous. So thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) I'm so stoked that you're here, honestly. Um, So do you want to tell the listeners what's going on or should I? You do it. You do it. All right. So I think I should probably start like from the beginning a little bit, backtrack a little bit. Backtrack. All right. So basically, I came to this realization about three, four months ago now. I can't believe it's been that long. Time's flying by this year. Like, I can't believe it's fucking August already, but whatever. Next month is my birthday, and I'm like, wow, it's already here. Well, happy early birthday. Thank you. (laughs) I'm old. I'm feeling it. (laughs) Anyway, so I've got to the point where I'm like, okay, I am just wearing way too many hats. And I'm sure you know this, Jess, we've talked about it thousands of times before that there's so much that goes into being a nutrition and fitness entrepreneur. Like it's not just taking care of your clients, writing the actual training programs, doing the actual macros, like actually being there for your clients. It's all of the behind the scenes shit that nobody sees and nobody knows about. And I made this whole post about it not too long ago about like all the things I have to do. And it is a lot, like it's a lot of hats. It's a lot of things for one person. And I've just gotten to that point where I'm like, I can't do this alone any longer. Cause if I go on vacation for a week, like I'm so behind and I have to like do twice the amount of work. And even if I make worry about it the entire time you're on vacation. Exactly. And I like, can't like step away because what if someone needs me? And it's just like, there's no break really. Like even on the weekends, I feel like I'm like, I'm taking off this weekend. And then someone messages me, or then I have this amazing idea that I I'm like, I have to implement it right now. So like this weekend, even I was like, I'm not doing anything this weekend. I'm doing like a home project, never got to the home project, worked both Saturday morning and Sunday morning. Why? Because I felt like I needed to. And so I know, you know, this feeling, Jess, like I, we've talked about it and it's just a lot for one person to do. And like, the more you grow, the harder it gets. So I've just felt like I'm at this point where I'm like, I need help. And so I reached out to you, but before I even reached out to you and approached you about like helping me, I actually asked <laughs> just for a training program first with no, I didn't mention anything about like looking to hire anyone or anything like that. I was like, Hey girl, like I need a training program. Yeah, You literally were like, I'm, I'm bored. I'm busy. Like I just, I need something for me. I need to switch up. And I was like, I get it. I, and it's funny at that time, that was when I was like, okay, I'm bored. I don't want to do my own workouts. Like, which is such like such a bad sign in your head mm-hmm. that you're like, maybe I'm burnt out a little bit. So I was kind of, I knew like exactly where you were coming from, which is why I was like, 
hell yeah I got you girl (laughs) she was like I got you and I'm like let me know how much I owe you and she's like don't worry about it you're a friend and I'm like little does she know that I'm actually like planning on paying her like for real so I'm like all right I'll let this one go and I'll make it up to her later but yeah so I got that training plan from you and I was like perfect this is exactly what I needed it's so aligned with like how I train my clients and how I do my programming and it was just different enough that you know it it changed things up for me and I was feeling wicked sore for a while um but it was like it was so perfect like I think it was like week two week three of going through your program that I'm like this is it like I have to reach out to her so I reached out and I was like hey so here is my dilemma like I am just juggling so many things. I need help. I want someone who aligns with my brand and aligns with like the whole movement that I'm going for. And you are literally the perfect person. Like I cannot (laughs) think of anybody else who I would want or who I would trust, you know, to bring into my baby, you know, like (laughs) that's what business becomes. Yeah. When it's your business, it is, it's your baby. I no kidding. Uh, I mean, we we're laughing about it now, but it was like nerve wracking for me, even though when you came to me, you came to me as a friend first, you were like, Hey, like, and I was excited. Cause I was like, Oh, she already knows what she's doing. So I can literally kill her <laughs> and she will soak it up and get better. And it, it's kind of in my head, I was like, it lets me know that I'm still on the right path and I'm still doing what I should be doing and that I'm not a bad coach mm-hmm. um, when somebody else approaches you like that. But then it was also nerve wracking. Cause I was like, she knows what she's doing. Like, what if I write this? And she's like, this is crap. These work. Yeah. These workouts are crap. <laughs> <laughs> so there is that added little bit of anxiety, but then like, you were like, Hey, we need to team up. <laughs> Could you imagine if I would have said like, Hey, write me this training program as like your application to work for me. Like that would have been worse. Right. But I was like, I'm not going to tell her anything. I'm going to like take the pressure off. It'll just be like a training program. No big deal. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's the best way to do it. Um, it's, it's just more natural that way because you did, you took the, you took the pressure right off. Um, it was just a different pressure because I was like, well, I know she knows what she's doing. I was like, but I really want to help. Um, and I think when you do it that way, you realize like when somebody wants to help you versus like, eh, just give me your money and I'll write whatever. Yeah. I mean, there's been trainers that have done that. Oh yeah. They're still in trouble for it. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I, but I was excited. Uh, I mean, I'm still excited, so I'm just glad you liked it. And then here we are now. Yeah. So I reached out and I was like, Hey, like I really, I just, I'm looking for help. I want to have you on the team, like, does that even, can I even say that? Like, it's just us right now, <laughs> but yeah, we're a team. Yeah. We're in a gang. We now it's more than one. Now we're a, a fun size gang. Exactly. But yeah. So how did you feel at first? Like, I know, cause you do run your own business and you still have it and like, you're still doing that. Like what, what were your feelings? Where were you at? Like, so I literally, was wearing too many hats, like you said. And I want people to know that it's not complaining because we choose to be an entrepreneur. Just because we choose it, it doesn't mean that it's not hard Mm -hmm. to juggle everything. And I mean, gosh, the last time I was on your podcast, I talked about being 
I don't even know if Isla was born yet. No, you were still pregnant. You had a new puppy and you had just moved. (laughs) Right. Oh yeah. All that other extra stuff. Um, I had a puppy. I was super pregnant and we had moved to Colorado and it was like in the middle of a pandemic. That's a lot of stressors, like good stressors, but they're still stressors. Right. In my head, I, I had started doing like a business class. Um, because as you know, when you do any fitness stuff there, like when I went to college for this, it was only fitness. Like I only learned about the body. I only, right. Like there was no, Hey, this is how you actually run a business. And the business game has changed so much with social media. So all this juggling and I had Isla, she is 20 months, which is a handful. You know, I do have a puppy. I have an older dog. It was just, I was getting to a point where I was like, okay, what am I going to do? You know, am I going to rebrand? Am I going to, you know, um, offer just nutrition? Am I going to like completely give this up? Like maybe I should step step back. I never took a step back. Maybe the first week that I had Isla, I probably did. (laughs) We should just, when I was under that epidural, that was like all that I, you know, I was, uh, I was out for that. And then I came right back as soon as I woke up, I was like, okay, what am I, what is my business going to be? Um, cause I was determined. Isn't it crazy how like that is where our mind just automatically goes. It's like, I can't enjoy the fact that I just gave birth because I'm thinking, I'm thinking about work. Right. And it's, it's yeah. insane, but that's kind of like you, you have the heart of an entrepreneur when that happens. Mm-hmm. And I respect that, but it's also insanity um, because your mind is going 24 mm-hmm. seven. And I did, I gotten, I mean, I was definitely thinking about just quitting and being a stay at home mom. Um, it's really hard because fitness, you know, is always at the back of your mind, especially when you were an athlete before. Um, and this is what you do and you love helping people. So when you reached out, I was like, uh, yeah, oh, definitely. Right. You know, that's why when you were like, how much I was like, I'm not charging you anything. You're a friend. And you know, I wasn't going to like vent to you right then, but I, I almost did say I'm also at my like breaking point, you know, when you're not growing and you're trying to do everything, but the game keeps changing and you're like, I can't like wear all these hats. That's when you're like, okay, what do I do? Yeah. And so when you had reached out and said, Hey, I actually really just like, I need someone to help me. I was like, you know what? I think at this point I'm okay with being a worker. Like I am okay. Hanging up the entrepreneur hat and putting on my work hat and just being a coach. A little worker bee. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just, and I want people to know it's okay. Like, I do not feel like I'm missing out on anything because now I get to pour all of my energy into being a coach, into mm-hmm. what I love doing, which is helping people. And, Cause you know, all the, all on that other end is so, it's so hard and you get burnt out. And then when you're burnt out, like you want to help your clients, but then you also want to be like, listen, <laughs> I'm doing all this other behind the scenes things. And it is making me so exhausted. Um, and yeah, I had, I'd gotten to that point and I was just like, no, I am so ready to be just a worker. Like I want to help you. I think this is awesome. Um, it's all about 
the empowering women, because I am all for that. I love when other people, when I see my women, like when I see them succeed over me, I'm like, that's what I love. Sometimes it's not as genuine in the field that we're in, because I feel like some people like they'll tell you one thing and then they post other stuff. And then you're like, wait, what? (laughs) Um, And I do, I truly believe there is room for everyone at the table. So if I can help you grow and still put my passion into what I love to do, helping women um, in that fitness aspect, like, I I mean, I always knew I never was going to be a doctor and I was never going to help that way, but seeing clients get results and confidence and everything else. Um, if I can pour my passion into that, that's, I was excited. Like I was like, this takes so much weight off my shoulders to do what I truly love to do, mm-hmm. you know? And it doesn't mean that I'm just going to like quit everything. Um, which was also another thing that helped me like you being like, no, join the team. It shoulders that burden a little bit more. And it's like, I'm not giving up on my dream. I'm just pushing it. Like this can be on pause and I can put forth more and help more. So I don't know. I want people to know it's okay. If they ever feel like that, that you can, if you find people you can trust and vibe with and work well with, cause you know, there's other, there's the other side of that, but, um, I mean, that's just how it is. So yeah, I was excited. I'm glad to be part of the team. I mean, we've always been kind of a little fun-sized team anyway. Yeah, we totally have. <laughs> like, it's funny. I was like, man, this is just an epic opportunity to help be in my field and grow. And, and be in your zone of genius. It, like, you bring up a really good point about, like, yeah. putting your energy into, like, where you want it to go and, like, where it's good for you. Because, I mean, that's that's kind of where I feel like I am struggling with quite a bit right now. Like I love nutrition. Like I love fitness. I love doing the actual fitness. Like I love exercising, but to me, like the nutrition side is so much more of like my zone. So like, that is why I reached out to you for the fitness piece, but also like, I want people to know that like nutrition and fitness for nutrition and fitness entrepreneurs is the easy part. Like that is the part that we just glow in. And it it takes me less than an hour to check in with my clients and do all the things I need to do. And like, it's just, it's crazy the amount of time that it takes to do the actual coaching bit versus the time that it takes to do all of the things in the business that I'm still learning because I didn't go to school for business. So like there's so much business and marketing that I'm still learning and it takes so much of my energy that it's exhausting. And so I just want people to know when you're listening to this, if you're like my client or if you're subscribed to the workouts, like you guys are not exhausting us. It's the other part that is, it is the admin. Yes. Like it's the, like, for me, I didn't have like payments automated. Um, I, I had a friend helping me update my website. Um, but like, you know, when her life got busy because she went to nursing school, I didn't have anybody (laughs) updating my website. So like, it's keeping up with your photos and your content and your website and your, your payments. And then like, you know, you extend yourself so much on that back end, And it's like, 
like you said, the hour I get to do check-ins and write programs, I'm like in my element. Mm -hmm. I love it. You can see a smile on my face. And then when I have to go to like PayPal and deal with something stupid on that end, I'm like, this makes me want to tear my hair out. Um, so yeah, no, it's not the clients themselves. Um, that's the fun part. It's the best part. Like it's why we keep going, right? It's why we keep going. Um, and we talked a little bit about this. It's like the content, you know, like I love my clients and I will talk their ears off when they have their coaching calls with me. Like I will drill in their head and they'll be like, you should post about that. And I'm like, but who's seeing my posts? And then it's like, okay, if I have to make content, like Instagram is not fun anymore when you have to, when you have to do it. Yeah. And you have to make it like to be seen. It has to almost be this like Hollywood produced real, unless you're twerking, (laughs) unless you're twerking. Oh my God. I know Ah. (laughs) that is my um, most famous real. Yeah. And you know what? Man, if my Zumba, like keep twerking, you'll get so much followers. No, and they're all men. Um, I was a Zumba instructor forever ago. And I used to like, really? oh yeah. I used to laugh because like I could Ricky Martin shake, but like twerking, like my body does not move in those ways. Like, I, I don't know how I made salsa. I, I don't know how I did it, but yeah, you asked me to twerk and I'm like, am I doing it? This is weird. Um, I'm just like pumping the air. Yeah. And they're like, no, don't ever do that. And then, so I do, I do that, you know, that reel that is going the challenge that everybody doing. Um, yeah. And then I made fun of it and then go figure that is, but like, it's that end where you're like, okay, what content do I make? Even I was trying to make exercise videos and I did like a whole batch. Um, I'm battling nap time. So like, as soon as like she goes down for a nap, I'm like, okay, what can I do? And I like, I mean, I spent like an hour doing exercise videos. And then when I went to upload them, it was like, you can't upload these. You didn't film them the right way. So it's like the little things <laughs> that you, that is on that back end that people don't really see. That is the exhausting. Do you still have them? Because I bet you could edit them. I wonder. Like, I don't know how good the quality is, but if you like crop it, right? Maybe. maybe? I'll have to see if I can, if I might've gotten mad and just deleted them because that's mom life sometimes. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it's that part of it though, that you're, you just get so worn out doing the administration. That's tough. Mm -hmm. And when you're doing all of it, all by yourself. Um, it's almost like a one woman show. And if people come to that show and they don't like it, it's all on you. Um, so now if you at least have somebody else, it's a two woman show. And if they don't like it, the burden is split, right. (laughs) You know, (laughs) right. You're not the only one getting tomatoes thrown at you. Um, I guess that's one way to look at it. (laughs) That's how I look at it. That, and you have a partner in crime. So you can say, Hey, I want to bounce this idea off of you or, Hey, let's do this. I mean, it just, it does, it kind of takes a little bit of the weight off and that way you can give more to clients. Yeah. Um, That's how I feel. And that's one thing that I've already loved about working with you. Like it's been what, like three weeks where we're just kind of (laughs) chatting back and forth, but like already we've come up with so many good ideas for more podcast episodes. So you guys will be hearing her on the podcast more, which is super exciting. Um, but yeah, it totally just helps to like bounce ideas off of 
you and you bounce ideas off of me because it's inspiring and it's not just doing this alone and like sitting in my office being like, how the hell am I going to do the next thing? Cause it's, it's so lonely sometimes to do this and to like, look at everybody else's social media and like try to figure out what you should be doing or what's the content strategy or whatever. And like, I've got to the point where I'm like, fuck it. I'm not going to like try so hard. I, I need to make Instagram fun again. And so like most of my reels and stuff now are just like goofy and silly and fun. And like, not so much teaching should be right. So like, as I should be, I, that Instagram has gone off. Right. So like, I feel like uh, off the reels (laughs) (laughs) pun intended. Um, I feel like I haven't been sharing as much like educational stuff and like teaching things anymore because I feel like those are not getting any views. Like people just like scroll right past it. Cause they're like, I don't want to, I don't want to think about macros and like, and it's weird too, because like, I feel like people come to my page and they're like, oh, so like, what do you do? And like, <laughs> I'm sorry, like scroll way back down. Cause I don't know what it is, but I feel like what it's just, it's so hard yeah. to keep up with the Instagram and even the TikTok game. Like I, it just, it's a lot. I have a TikTok and I get so mad at TikTok. Yeah, I, <laughs> I go there. I'm like, how does this work? I feel like such an old woman. I ended up just scrolling. I ended up just wasting, I don't even post on TikTok. Like I don't make any, yeah, no, I end up just like losing myself and all the silly stuff, which is how Instagram used to be Mm -hmm. is, you know, which it's wonderful that it's a free marketing. We can put our content out there. You can get, you know, that it's awesome, but it's also frustrating when you have people that are like, oh, I haven't even been seeing your stuff lately and you're like oh or you get people that like you have this beautiful picture you took and you caption it beautifully and you're teaching them a moment and then you get like 10 likes because only 10 people has seen it because it's not a real you're not slapping anybody with a tortilla like (laughs) you know you're not doing what they deem is funny yeah the trend Um, So that is difficult, you know, but I do feel like it'll be easier because like your passion is the nutrition and you can be like, this can be fun again. And if anybody follows me, you know, like half the time I make a meal and then I eat it and then I'm like, oh, I didn't take a picture. My bad. And you make like beautifully curated post and reels about what you should be eating. And I'm like, I made this bowl. I call it a dumpster bowl because I dumped the last of my macros in it. And here we are. No, but I love that though. So like, and it's real too. Yes. Yeah. I try to, I try to keep it real. So I think with my real, I try to, and I'm like, listen, Yeah. It's so split. It is so split. Like where you have like TikTok is like super, I feel like super real. You have people just like doing whatever and not caring. Then Instagram is so curated and so perfect. Um, But before we go off on like a total other tantrum about (laughs) Instagram and how messed up it is, let's talk more about you and who you are (laughs) and introduce you to everybody who doesn't know you if they haven't listened to those previous episodes. So Tell us, how did you get into fitness and coaching? First off, always team fun-sized, right? 
Um, I'm five foot. That's actually how we connected. So if you haven't listened to episode 18, Jess and I met via Instagram because both of our handles are fun size. And yeah, I just, I, I don't remember who reached out to who, but we just like vibed real quick and there was no like tension or anything. Like there was no like, oh, you took my Instagram handle name. Like, I feel like I've talked to other short Instagram handle names and not going to name them, but like it doesn't really go too well. And then there's like this weird envy thing. So and again, I think it's because we both think, Hey, there's room at the table for everyone. And not everyone thinks that it is funny. Like, I mean, that's another wonderful thing about Instagram. I, we got to meet, um, and it's, it's like our passions are in our name because like, Mm -hmm. like, you know, all nutrition. And then here I am. I'm like, let me kill you with a workout. (laughs) It's Um, really funny. It it kind of, yeah, it's kind of (laughs) ironic how that worked out. I have always been an athlete. Um, uh, I mean, I want to say that like I did Taekwondo in high school, so I wasn't your typical high school athlete. Um, I did cheerleading and swim team and it didn't last like your typical athlete would, but Taekwondo, I mean, I did that forever. I traveled with that and, uh, I kind of knew at some point that I was like, man, if I never had aspirations of owning my own martial arts school. Um, but I was like, I love being a coach and my coach let me coach other fighters. How old were you at this? Oh man, I was 15, 16. I had gone to the junior Olympics. I competed at various levels, but at a high level. So he was like, you have the coaching. eye. like, you should work on that. Like he was really the driving force of me wanting to be a coach. Um, as I got into college, I kind of lost the martial art aspect of it because I got into another sport to pay for school. Um, So that kind of just, it all filters. And when you're an athlete for college, um, I mean, I hate to say that they want you to go that route, but they do. So like all my classes and everything, I just ended up deciding that that's where I was going to go. I was going to be like a PT or a physical therapist or an athletic coach or I knew that's like the aspirations I started with and that all stemmed from being an athlete and somewhere after school. (laughs) So I graduated school. I got into Zumba, which is the funny part. Like, so if people do follow me, I'm, I'm a little grittier than what a Zumba instructor probably looks like. That's why I was surprised. I was like, huh, that's not what I expected. You were like, wait, what? Uh, It was more, you know, uh, it was fun. It was fun. I used to take Zumba classes with my mom and I was like, I could do this, which got me into the gym setting. Um, I had worked for a small gym as a personal trainer. Um, and it was one of those, I mean, I worked at a big corporate gym too. So I don't know why you, a private gym is equally, if it's a franchise, they're going to tell you what they want you to teach. So I don't know why I would think that's any different, which is why owning your own company is when you go out on your own and you're a personal trainer, like, and you find your niche, like you don't have to follow franchise rules and stuff makes it a lot better of a world than what you would find at a gym. But that's Mm kind of how I got my start is I was an athlete. I went to school for it. I went to school for health and human performance and kinesiology. I did think I was going to like, do the athlete route. 
and like coach athletes only. And then when you're around it 24 seven, you realize like, like, Hey, I love college athletes, but man, you're whiny. And I can say that because I was a whiny college athlete. So yeah. I, and then during my time at a corporate gym, I also coached high school. Um, and I did like foundational strength coaching, coaching for high schools, all sports. So that was fun. I just, um, that love for coaching never left. And then when I think before the pandemic hit, I was trying to do more online stuff because I was tired of trying to rent a space at a gym and follow gym rules and you could reach more people. And with that, like, you know, social media, you were like reaching all these people and you would have like people that would follow you and they'd be like, I want to learn from you. Um, so that's exciting. And then that's kind of how I got into unreasonable fitness, which is like what my company is called again. It's kind of weird. Cause I'm like, I'm now team fun size, but like unreasonable still is my baby. It's just like down for nap time. Like, it's gotta, <laughs> Such a good analogy, <laughs> right? It's, it's down for nap time while mama gets a rest, which is funny. I'm getting a rest, but I'm, I, you're getting recharged. I'm getting recharged. I just love programming so much. Um, but again, I think that stems from just being an athlete and then seeing and being a coach and seeing the good that can come out of, you know, um, also, I don't know. There was a show I meant to ask you because you you're same, roughly same age. There was a show on E about trainers and she was this like tall, blonde, short hair, tough, tough as shit. I loved watching that show. I can't even remember. She owned her own gym. And of course, like there was like made up gym drama, but like what got me was she had a few women that were overweight that she helped and to see their transformations. Like it literally would like make me tear up to see people's transformations. And that like was the push into, I want to be a personal trainer. Like I want to do that. I can't remember what it's her name. Jackie Warner. Yes. Okay. I just Googled it. Cause I'm like, I'm super curious now. I've never heard of this. It's such an old, it's such an old show. Like I can't even remember what the show was called. Um, but I like, it's like workout or strong or something like that. Something she owned her own gym. I don't know. There was a lot of, again, it was like the start of reality TV. Yeah. It you know? looks like that. And that makes me feel so old saying that, <laughs> Like, but it was when, like, I mean, The Bachelor was still going on and stuff like that. Cause like my Taekwondo instructor was on The Bachelor when I was in really? school. Yeah. Which if that doesn't make him feel old, <laughs> I don't know what would, but in martial arts, like you see different transformations. And I, I still, I like to this day, I wish I had like some martial arts that I could go and do still. I hate saying that I'm not doing it, but like maybe when Isla gets a little bit older, we can both do it together. That and like, <sighs> when you're trying to grow a business, like you don't have time for, you know, that kind of stuff. And girl, I know exactly what you mean too. Cause there's been a lot of instances within like the last couple of months where I'm like, man, I wish I can go out and like throw softball, or I wish I can go out and learn gymnastics. Cause I gave up gymnastics when I was like 12, but like, there's like all these little times where I'm like, I wish I could do that again, but I have no time. First of all, and second of all, I don't know where I'd go do that. Like, and it's also like you lose a little bit of, um, because it's your job, you know, and I made 
going back to Instagram, I made a post about this because I felt like it needed to be said as a trainer, you feel like you need to look and act Mm -hmm. and eat a Mm -hmm. certain way to be taken seriously. When you forget, like, you're like, I've studied this. I have certifications. Like I have lived this, like, you know, so there are going to be times where I don't look a certain way, which, you know, because I mean, gosh, you had to get healthy and do that journey. You and I are so aligned. It's unreal. Like the way that like, we've had to be real rail thin, go that extreme. And then like, right. Go the other extreme and try to like find that middle ground where you're balanced and happy and healthy. But then you also, and your body is your billboard. Yeah. And you're, you're actually, I feel like I was told that at some point. Oh, totally. Being a personal trainer. Totally. Yeah. That your body is, and even if you're not told that you think that because, and I'm guilty of it. I've walked into a gym where I was like, gosh, that trainer. Oh, I'm not going to train with that person because they're a little overweight. I hate to use the word sloppy, but it's like, if you look sloppy and maybe it's because I'm old now, it's like, if you don't look like you have your stuff together, like, I don't want like I would never hire you. And then in my head, I'm like, okay, if I don't look like I have my shit together, nobody's going to hire me. Yeah. You know, and there's that vicious voice in your head that does that. Yes. And so like, it's like every, I don't know about you, but it can be like every 15 minutes or it could be like every month where like you get that little voice that comes in your head and that's like, all right, time to get your shit together. And like other times where it's like, no, fucking live your life. Have a little bit belly fat. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So yeah, it's it's this constant battle. And like, I know that that's a constant battle for a lot of people, regardless of if they're a trainer or not, but just that title of being a trainer or a coach, like you have that extra pressure. So sometimes it kind of sucks the life out of your own workout. Um, You know, like I love working out, but sometimes it's like when it feels like it's my job on top of my job. It's like you're overworked and you're like, I don't want to lift mm-hmm. today. Um, even though I know it'll make me feel better. I don't want to do it today. Um, so yeah, you do, you battle that. So yeah, I think that's where, I don't know. I went off the rails on that one, but yeah. Next question that happens. <laughs> it's all good. Basically you and I have been wearing too many hats and we're finding a way to lessen the amount of hats that we have to wear. Basically that is the direction we're going in and that is what we're sticking with. And I fucking love it. I I do too. I'm so excited that and like, we both have these like strengths and weaknesses. And I think it balances. I don't know, maybe I'm just talking out of my butt, but (laughs) (laughs) I feel like where you're strong, I'm a little bit weak and where I'm strong, you're a little bit weak. And together it's like, you can, you combine forces. Absolutely. Yeah. Captain planet or whatever. Uh, (laughs) That's how I feel, you know? Um, So I am, I'm excited. It's, it's one of those things. I think it'll benefit not only you and I, but like clients for sure, you know, like, and I think that this, this is also something that's been on my mind lately and something that a random follower brought up to me because I had posted something about learning or realizing that I'm not actually defined as a curvy petite because I don't have the right waist to hip ratio or something like that. And so I was like, oh, so I guess like, where's, where's all my like fit petites or like, you know what I mean? Like, where's that body type and where, how do we style that body type kind of thing? Just kind of having fun with it, not being like, oh, poor me. I'm not a curvy petite, you know, like it's more like, oh, like 
if I'm not a curvy petite, but I have thighs and a booty, then what am I? Oh, I'm athletic. Okay. So where's this, like, where's this body in the world right now? Like who has this body that we can admire? So immediately I'm like Simone Biles. That's it. Like she's got it. She's got the legs. She's got the booty. She's got just kind of, you know, like straight down. That's how I feel. Like my shoulders, my waist and my hips pretty straight. So I used to be a gymnast too. And I feel like in the formative years, when you do something, your body, like we all know that your body adapts to what it's doing, but I think there is something to, um, which isn't against like parents at all, because like my mom is four eleven, So like, I knew I was going to be short Mm -hmm. and that wasn't like on anybody's fault, but like, I don't think they knew getting me into gymnastics at a young age would shape my body the way that it is shaped because that's, I mean, you have a (laughs) athletic curvy is way nicer than what I call myself. I always say I have a hot dog bod because it's like straight down. Right. Um, Like I have no curves. Um, (laughs) I have the illusion of curves. Right. Exactly. Because you have thighs. Right. Which, and they teach you in bodybuilding, right? Like if your shoulders are big and your thighs are big, your waist is going to look tiny anyway. Mm -hmm. It's all about angles. (laughs) It's all about that illusion. (laughs) Kind of funny though, that it's like, it's a gymnast bod. You know, you've got a little bit wider shoulders, not so much the curve, like the soft curves that you would see. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, getting into petites, like, I don't know why the petite section is so antiquated. (laughs) I'm so happy that like there are companies now that are like, Hey, you may be short, but you're not SpongeBob SquarePants. You know, like you're not the square. Like, I don't know why they're like, Oh, petite women, y'all must be just square as hell. And then they start like, (laughs) you put on like (laughs) this shirt and you're like, wait, where did, where did my body go? (laughs) You know? Which again, I, I joke, I'm a hot dog bod. I know that I, I'm somewhere, but I'm not a square. SpongeBob's. <laughs> yeah, I'm not shaped like SpongeBob. All right. I might, I'm short like SpongeBob. Um, you know, I got a booty like Patrick, but like, come on. <laughs> a whole show that we, we just start. Uh, the analogy is uh, SpongeBob. I can't eat it. I need like a break. <laughs> but you know, let me take it back. Um, because I, I love where you're getting at with the petite brands and I want to go there, but I also want to take it back a second too, back to like where I was going with that conversation about the athletic petite. Um, I feel like you fit that. Like, I feel like your body type, my body type, like they're different, but they're very similar in the sense that we have muscle, then that gives us the illusion of curves, but really like our shoulders, our waist, our hips, there's really not much of a difference And I think that is so under portrayed on in like any fashion thing or anything. It's because I was looking for like more people like Simone Biles who have that look. So like, obviously all the other gymnasts, like Sean Johnson, um, but yeah, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's so many gymnasts, but I'm like, who else? Like what petite celebrities, what singers do we have? And really like, I'm not seeing any. So I think that one of the reasons that why you and I align so well is because we have that in common. And I think that if we make that just more real and more like, Hey, this is a thing. 
I feel like that's going to be more relatable too. And you, you mentioned singers and celebrities because I said, um, I don't remember who I was talking to the other day, but I was like, you know, when we didn't have social media growing up. So like who we had to look up to body type wise are so far from our body type, you know, mm-hmm. and you don't even realize it. So like when I was growing up, man, like everybody was skinny. Everybody was Jennifer Aniston skinny. Right. That's, that's the nineties look is like skinny, real thin, no, butt, but no muscles. And like, as a kid, I mean, in high school, I had muscle, like I was just stout. Um, and I mean that in a good way. And I, <laughs> Like anytime I talk about myself, I mean it all in a good way. Like I love it. I have tree trunk legs. Like they're stout. I'm I, yeah, they are thick and they are not going anywhere. <laughs> right. I am Groot. Yes. Oh my god, that would be a great little fun size thing too. Like baby Groot. Mm, love it. We just didn't have the social media that people have now. So like it's important to me that like now again, Isla's twenty months, so I don't know how Isla's body's going to. I mean, that girl already has delts though, that like put mine to shame, but like, I want her to not see all the crap on social media where people are photoshopped and they're tall and skinny and they're, you know, you see these clothes and then you like, it's just, it's heartbreaking almost because there aren't like, I mean, you probably went through this too, when you were in school and you were like, things just don't fit, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and you would, you'd be like, all right, petite section. I'm short. Let's go. I won't have to deal with my pants. And then you put them on and you look like Ma from Golden Girls. And you're like, wait, how did this happen? Um, so yeah, I think it's, it's good to be real. It's good to kind of, you know, I do, I think Britney Spears is like five, three and kind of muscular. Is she? I mean, when she was real popular, though, she was I'm skinny. Gonna look it up. But then she kind of got a little buff. And I think she's like 5'2". Yours is 5'4". Oh, she didn't make the cut. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> I mean, she's right there on the on the cusp. Yeah, she's on the cusp. Um, there were some other... You just didn't realize, though, like, media does not tell you when people are that. Like, no. You know, it's... There aren't really... I think what's cool about the media right now is... I hate use not bigger, more athletic people are becoming popular and being seen more. And I'm going to use a Disney movie because that's like mm-hmm. what we're doing right now in my life. Encanto. Love, 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 love. Like her sister's a, a bodybuilder, basically. She's so buff and I love it. And I love how that blew up too and was like so, so big, so much empowerment. Like, Yes. Like that. Like, I mean, if she was short and buff, then it would totally fit us. But like seeing that now, um, Gina Carrera, um, she is in the Mandalorian. Yeah. She was in dead. Oh my God. Yeah. The like former wrestler, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She is buff. Um, now she's taller than us. So like, to me, she's an Amazon but <laughs> still to see that now is, is better than seeing, you know, nothing or even just like being reminded of the old school ways of just never having anybody. to. Look I mean, while we're on this kind of fun topic here, I don't know if you've seen the trailers for She-Hulk. I haven't. But it's with um, Tatiana Maslany and I love her to death. She was in um, Orphan Black. I don't know if you've seen that, but. Yeah, I do. I know who you're talking about amazing love her and I think it's great that they casted her I have nothing wrong with her 
But the problem is that when she transforms into Hulk, she's this like skinny little wiry, like thing with muscles. And I'm like, but she, she probably have a little bit thicker legs. <laughs> like, I don't know where, who, who designed this look? Cause I don't really like it. And there was a lot of backlash on Reddit and stuff about it too. Like a lot of people being like, no, she should be way buffer than that. I mean, but if you've, okay, I, my nerd is going to come out because like, I probably, my Marvel nerd is going to come out. If you read the comic books, that girl is all thighs right like she looks like a women's physique competitor yeah so she should be way more jacked yeah oh that's kind of sad uh well that and you're like okay first of all i feel like they they took the hulk and they de-sized him a little bit so i don't know what they're trying to do to if they're trying to make him more attractive i feel like media's kind of gotten away i don't know though i think those thick thighs are I know, like same that's why I was like I don't know what they're (laughs) really doing what they're trying to accomplish with any of the looks but I agree um She-Hulk was awesome I mean in the in the comics and I will never forget there's a (laughs) because I love Deadpool there's a comic where um Deadpool smacks her in the butt but then like you uh, see like the next little thing and she's like storming away and he's just crushed like she yes. crushed him and he was like worth it <laughs> so like I, that should be portrayed more I don't know if I was any if I had any skill drawing wise I would make up uh, a fun size character that is not a tree because baby Groot's great and all but we need a little bit more that's funny. I always wanted to be a movie star when I was growing up. Really? And I did. I wanted, and I went into, I wanted to be a stunt person and I wasn't going to go to college. And my mom about had a heart attack of when course. I was like, Hey, I want to go to LA and go to stunt school. And she was like, Huff, no. <laughs> um, and I graduated when I was 17. So most people were 18 when they were graduating and I was like I graduated at 17 too look at us there we go I know so my mom was like I am not sending a 17 year old to and stunt school look to be honest they won't touch you until you're 21 for liability reasons so like but I did want to be in Hollywood and I used to I was told I was too short my whole my whole life so I don't know I feel like I mean, now there's no time for me to, I don't know how movie stars have kids and do all the things that they're doing. I mean, I guess they have nannies. I don't. Um, so, so I don't know. There's probably, I hate to say that I don't have uh, I'm too old and I'm not going to do the Hollywood route, but I would love for it to be more seen. And I don't know. I'm trying to think if there's anybody else really that I follow on even Instagram that has like a big following that's short. Yeah. It's, and if they are short, they don't advertise it. My biggest pet peeve is when people meet me, they're always like, I I thought you were bigger. You were taller. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm like, it's in the name. Do you not, do you not see the name? I mean, that's why I changed my bio to five foot with a six, four attitude because I was getting so many. How tall are you? How tall are you? How tall? I'm like, how tall do you think I am in my pictures? I don't even reach like the counter comes up to my shoulder. How do you think I'm like, come on. Yeah. So I'm trying to think. And I don't think some of the other petite women that I do follow 
arm of more of the shape that is um, uh, truly petite, where they're bird-like. I, <laughs> I say that because I'm a bull in a china shop. So please, nobody that is a bird-like <laughs> petite, don't come at me for that because I am a, I'm a bulldozer. <laughs> I'm a tank. I understand this, but like, you know, it's, it's a different body type. Mm-hmm. So like you said, the athletic body type is not seen um, as much. And I think that is a good movement. We should, I mean, it doesn't have to be in everybody's face, but Hey, we're here, we exist. And there's other people. <laughs> we're going to bulldoze. you. <laughs> I'm just going to bulldoze everybody. You know, my daughter's nickname is bulldozer. And it just clicked in my head where she got it from. That is, it all makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) The things that come up. Yeah. Um, There are a lot more petite brands that are coming out. And what I like is that there's also a lot more petite and curvy brands coming out where it's not that bird-like look. And it is more of like, okay, like we've got legs, like how do we find clothes that fit these legs? And so I love that. And there are more, and I like keep trying to find more. And there's a lot that are like launching next spring that I'm just like waiting for. (laughs) So there's a lot to expect. You posted, um, that little black dress with the flowers. Mm -hmm. Gorgeous. And I will tell you my number one, uh, I don't know what it is. It's, it's all in my head. I put on dresses and I feel like it's putting a ribbon on a hammer because I'm stout and I'm muscular. And then you put something nice on me and it just looks like, I mean, you can't hide that I'm a hammer, you know, Thor's hammer with a tiny little pink bow on it. That's what I feel like. (laughs) Um, But like the way that dress fit you and the way that it, um, like, I guess the way the sleeves were and how everything, but you know this, because you've put on clothes before probably where you're like, who has literal stick figure arms? Like, yep. like you know, or your pants where you're like, well, they fit my waist, but I can't, I wouldn't be able to tell because I can't put them up my thighs because my thighs are something. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's like the biggest thing is like, I hate wearing, I love that athleisure is such a thing because I always look okay in athleisure wear because it's made for muscles mm-hmm. as opposed to, mm-hmm. you know, clothes before. Um, and there are a couple of brands that are made for women with muscle, but then like you still hit that, like I'm five foot, like <laughs> I don't have the real estate that some people have. Right. So it's still going to look weird on me. So yeah, that's ugh, what a, what a pain in the butt clothes. Yeah. And that dress with the sleeves, the puffy sleeves, like I never thought that I would like puffy sleeves because my arms are pretty decent size, you know, I'm not going to say they're big, but they're they're not scrawny little nothings either. So like, I always thought like having like puffy sleeves would only kind of make it seem bigger, (laughs) but actually it made me look smaller, I think. And with the length of that midi dress, like it made me look taller and longer and leaner. And like, I know that's not always my goal. Like I don't always want to look skinny. Like I do want to look buff, but at the same time, like I felt so good in that dress because it kind of hid some of the muscles in my arm. So I could be more of kind of like, here's my little girly self tonight, you know? So like, I feel like I go through, I definitely go through like periods of like where tonight I want to look buff as hell. And like the next night I want to look like everyone else kind of feminine Mm -hmm. and like in the 
flowery kind of way. I a hundred percent understand that. You know, I want, I want Isla to be able to see both sides of that. Like, I don't want her to think that her mom's the She-Hulk, even though I am. (laughs) You (laughs) should play, uh, you should play She-Hulk. There you go. There's your, you're in. (laughs) My in right there. I dyed my hair red and people were like, you should be Ivy. Um, I used to do Harley Quinn all the time because I was blonde, um, had a mom moment, dyed my hair red. And then people were like, you're, you're Ivy. And I'm like, there's no way I, Ivy had no muscle. Her feminine wild was like all she had. Um, that's why she poisoned people. I need to be She-Hulk. So (laughs) really that should be my next cosplay is She-Hulk. There you go. But like, I want Isla to know that like, Hey, it's okay if you want to look this way and it's okay if you want to look this way. And there's a balance of both, but yeah, it's hard. It's hard to find that balance. Yeah. So speaking of kind of what you want Isla to see, what are some of your core values when it comes to coaching? Like, what is it, what is so important for you to teach your clients and your audience? And what I find important as a coach is I want to coach myself out of a job. So being able to really like teach you know, I don't want people to rely on me forever. Um, and I feel like sometimes people sell fear and that's how they sell their programs. And then they won't tell you the secrets, you know? And I'm like, no, I I want you to know whatever I know so that you know what to do. Um, you're not going to have me forever. I also want people to know, like, I will never give you something that I myself haven't done or am willing to do. I think that's super important. You lose respect, I think, when you don't think that your coach is like capable of doing it, but also not willing to. Um, I think you should lead by lead by example in that. Like I'm willing to do the hard stuff. And also just like I'm willing to put in the energy and have that. <laughs> I don't know if those are like the core things. That, that is something that like even myself right now, like I want to teach Isla. Like I want her to always know like, Hey, if I'm willing to do it, like if I can do it, you can do it. And this is how you do it. I never want clients to be intimidated enough to where they don't feel like they could ask me a question or anything like that. Like, so it's that fine line of being a friend and being a coach and like still being respected. So I always want to have that. So I don't really know what that's called, but I feel like it's relatability and sustainability as well. Like, as you were talking about with like keeping the secrets. Um, But yeah, it's just like, you don't want people to rely on you forever. Like that would, that would be miserable. We want you to be confident, you know? So it's like, if I want you to be confident, why would I keep everything in that would help you? You know, so I want to teach you, I want you to be confident. And I want you to know that like, you know, like I, I made, I made that post about Bulgarian split squats because people complain about them all the time. They're hard. I know they are Mm -hmm. like, you have to balance. You have to like, try not to break your kneecap. If you're pushing age there, like I get it. But like, if I can do it, you can do it. It's not even the experience. Like, yeah, of course I've been doing this for a long time, but it's the will, like it's the the motivation behind it. Like, yeah, sometimes I don't want to do, but I do. So teaching people that and being able to coach that is important to me. And like you said, being relatable, 
that's important. I never want anybody to be like, Hey, this is a stupid question. I really don't want to, I don't want to ask you this. So I'm going to do it the way I think I am going to try to do it. And then I'm going to hurt myself. Like I never want that. Yeah. You don't want to be intimidating. And I think we talked about this prior to recording, but both of us, we were both in bodybuilding and we both had a very intimidating look. And when we did gain some healthy weight, we both had people reach out and be like, Hey, like, this is so much more relatable. I like this better. Like, I don't feel like I'm scared to talk to you. I feel like I can talk to you because you understand my problems. It is. It's, it's terrible that it's based on looks, but that's what you have when you have an online business. I think, especially in the fitness and nutrition world, right? If you don't look like I can talk to you, I'm not you know, like you do, you have to be relatable. Am I proud? And am I thankful for my years as bought of, as doing that? Yes. I'm, I'm glad I don't look like it though anymore. Um, I'm glad I have a softer look. I still look athletic and I'm still thick and I'm, you know, I am Groot. Uh, <laughs> like I love that, but I also love that there's more people that are like, Hey, like you, you get it. Um, and I think Ah, I, when I was doing bodybuilding, I think I lost out on a lot of opportunities to help women, especially because in my head, there was one way to do it. And I knew that one way. And if you did it and you followed everything I said to do, like you would see results, which true. Right. But now I'm a little more open-minded to other ways, more yeah. other way. And which again, that this is a core value. I want to be open-minded as a coach. Like, I don't want to be just stuck in that one thing. Like, Hey, if you, you know, which we hear about it now, carbs are the enemy. Oh my gosh. If you just don't do carbs, you'll see results. No, like you can have a balanced meal. You can have a balanced life. Becoming a mom that really opened my head up a little bit more too, because I do. And uh, I apologize to any clients that are listening that I have said this to previous. (laughs) If you want it bad enough, you'll make time for it. Like I take that back. I take it back. (laughs) Making yourself a priority has been very difficult and I'm learning how to do that. So again, as being a coach, I hope I can like instill that in other women. Like this is how you make yourself a priority. It's hard. I've been there. So having more experience just in being open-minded to other people, I think helps you become a better coach. And then not, and knowing that, Hey, like, I don't know at all. I'm learning just as you're learning um, mm-hmm. is another kind of just a, a value, like a, a core value that I always think about. Like, hey, I'm not, I don't know it all. I know a lot of it. I don't know it all. So I'm still learning. And I think that helps the client learn. I think it helps everybody because it's like, again, you're more relatable. You're not you know, I'm not the Stephen Hawking of fitness. So <laughs> yeah, uh, you can talk to me about anything. And if I don't know, I'm going to say, Hey, I don't know about that. And I'll get back look to it you. Up. Yeah. Let, me, let me get back to you. I think that's important. Yeah. No, I can relate to that a hundred percent. Like I feel the same way where I miss out on loads of opportunities when I was competing Cause you're just kind of, you've got your blinders on and you're just, you're only focused about that show and yeah, like it, I don't know. It's just a whole nother, that's a whole nother topic. I feel like for another time podcast, um, the blinders of bodybuilding yeah, and what you, what you miss out on and what I thought I would gain 
I ended up not gaining from bodybuilding. I, I mean, Mm -hmm. I probably gained more again. I'm not bashing the sport at all. I hold it's, I hold so much respect for those athletes, but like I gained so much more when I retired and started learning, learning what life is afterwards. And then to be able to coach better, um, after learning that. So I think it's one of those things. It's a, it's a lesson you learn from it. Some people do, some people don't. Um, but if you can, and then you can like, you know, give that forward, it makes everything a little bit, makes everything a little bit better. Absolutely. And there's some scary, I'm not going to lie. There are some scary looking short women's physique competitors out there. I mean, they are absolute beasts. (laughs) They are scary. Good for them. The girl that beat me for my pro card, scary looking, just scary looking. She was same height, I want to say, but like just stringy. Is it is it still height classes in physique or is it? Um, yeah, okay. So it's like I think it was like five two and below is a class, <laughs> and then like five three to like five five. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I just knew. I think mine was like five two and like below, which is insane. And there's usually only like two or three of us. And when I was competing, a lot of the time they would have to like push us all together. So you would be competing against people not in your age group. So I will never forget the time I competed and beat this like she was probably in her fifties and probably doing steroids for a long time. You know, you know, the look, you know, the look, and she'd been doing this a long time, but they like put her in. I mean, there was literally three of us and the one lady was a little bit older and they were, they probably would have been in the same age group, but she was figure trying to be physique. And then there was a women's physique competitor that was like in her fifties. And then there was me who was young and just, I mean, I was shredded and that's how I won. And that lady, I will never forget, was so mean to me. So rude. And it's just that closed minded, the blinders. It's the, you know, where she could, she had an opportunity to be like, Hey, like I've been at this a long time. Good job. Like, you know, I probably wouldn't have gone under her wing, but like, you know what I mean? It was that whole uh, subculture, that whole attitude. I don't even know what it's called. But um, yeah, I feel like it's, it's so split. You're either like super all about yourself or you're like really nice. Like, I feel like I, you, oh, it's one or the other. There's no in between. Like, I just remember that about backstage of like all my competitions of being like, oh, like that's the really nice group. And those are not, (laughs) it's just right. And I was, yeah, my first show, it was like, I think I was the, no, there was three of us in my competition, my first show, three in my division. Um, and they were all younger. So we were all around the same age. Um, and there was like one girl that was like, she pretty much was the one that had done the most shows. And so she was like, I have this in the bag and kind of had that attitude. And it was my first show. And I was like, I'm going to have fun. Like it's Halloween. What are we all doing? (laughs) And then I was like, these bikini girls are going to kill themselves on these (laughs) stairs. I'm going to help everybody I can in heels get up because you didn't have to wear heels because yeah I was barefoot now barefoot at a backstage oh 
my feet yeah that's probably gross were so gross. plus all the like slippery floor from like the tanning and the glaze and stuff and that's why i was like why do they have us downstairs like why are there stairs yeah that's pretty dumb even to get to the stage and then you know everybody's spraying each other with pam and doing all mm-hmm. that silly stuff so <laughs> like <laughs> i thought somebody was gonna die my first show um but die of like a broken neck <laughs> I've been to shows where people have passed and it is scary. Not a fun show. Like you're just sitting there and you're like, okay, what am I doing? (laughs) Like, uh, and I'm so lucky and grateful that for the five years that I did it, I did not experience one of those shows. I mean, I joke about the, the oil on the stairs, but like I did, I pretty much helped so many people up those stairs and they were like they were like you're so lucky you don't have to wear shoes and I'm like my feet are gross though (laughs) and I'm not allowed to wear flip-flops yet because of this tan man what a weird yeah the weird things of bodybuilding um there's so many weird things that just the nuances that are just so weird I that should be a podcast and I hope it's uh I'm writing these down I hope you know yeah the the funny thing i hope they see the humor in it and not so much the weirdness of it yeah we're we're gonna have so many fun podcasts for you guys coming up um (laughs) but anyway moving forward so i don't think that we actually like explained what your role actually is so i guess we should kind of tell you listeners that you will be designing and creating the programs inside the fun size fitness app subscription so you'll be managing all that the fitness part yeah so we'll be kind of making a big announcement when this episode finally airs next week i'm excited um yeah again let your one-on-one clients know i'm not impeding on that right yeah so not yet, at least. No, not we'll yet. See. I've got plenty of ideas and tasks for her down the line. But to start, we are starting with some training programs inside the subscription. I think I might switch you over to be like the coach in there. I'm not sure when, but we'll eventually make that transition. So like when you guys message the coach in there, it it'll be... I need to find a way to make it both of us, but I think it'll might just be end up being Jess. Um, but we'll see. I'm not promising anything there yet. And that's not us. It's the app. Yes. And the, the capacity of the app. Right. So, yeah. But yeah. basically she's going to be the one coming up with the training programs from now on. So what are some things that we can expect? Like what is generating in that juicy mind of yours so august was basically um volume training which is so much fun fun (laughs) it is so much fun it's so much fun it's just intense um and it's a good way to shock your body when your body is used to like a certain type of training so i don't believe in muscle confusion but i do believe that your body adapts to the training that you're doing and you do, you should switch it up, which is why most programs are like four, six or eight weeks. You know, it just helps your body. So next month, I definitely still want to stick to strength, but like I wanted to play with the idea of bringing back 
hooking up a Spotify playlist that will curate and having fun with the 2000s hits that we grew up on. Um, I feel like that is our, we are hitting our age range. Um, and I just <laughs> having a little bit more cardio endurance training aspect to next month. So picking up the intensity and just bounce it along to the beat, picking up the intensity. Um, I, I hate to use like fat burning, but more yeah. endurance. endurance style training. Um, than just picking up weights and being strength. Again, what I would love everybody to know is the way you eat and the way you train is how your body changes. It's not just one or the other. So like, I don't know if people have ever messaged you and they're like, Hey, you're cool, but I don't want to look like you, but I want you to do my training. So like, if you're going to feed me, I don't want to get bulky. And I'm like, that's not how that works. <laughs> like. <laughs> So I want people to know it's not how that works. As long as you're moving your body and you're having fun and you're pairing it with the nutrition, boom, Mm -hmm. you're going to, you're going to see the results. So I do, I think we're going to have a little bit more fun with the endurance aspect of it. Maybe I want to say not so much volume, but it'll probably be a little bit of volume, but not like this month. We, we really hammered some volume in there with a pyramid sets, but that was that was so fun. Like it is so fun to incorporate. Yeah. I'd love for you to explain a little bit more about the pyramid sets. Cause I've already had quite a few questions about them and I've been answering them, but I think I'd much prefer you to explain to the audience. So, what a pyramid set is, is exactly what you, you climb up in reps. So you start, and it could be any rep scheme. Uh, sometimes I use like a burnout rep scheme and I do like 50, 40, 30, 20, 10, but that's not like really working back. So what we decided that we were going to do is 12, 10, eight, six, and then work it back up. So eight, 10 and 12. Um, yeah. yeah. So in this case, it's a full pyramid. So you're going up and you're coming down. There are other pyramids where you go just up and there's others where you go just yeah. down or there's inverted pyramids where you go down and up. Right. So and for the listeners, Jess and I are over here, like moving with our hands, doing up downs as we both talk. Oh my gosh, we are. We're like doing sign language. We look like baseball umps. Yeah. I, oh my gosh. Um, we're the, we're the crew behind the airplane. Yes. Yeah. With our hands. Um, it's just a fun way to mess with your weight versus your volume. And it does work on the endurance of your muscles. So when I say the endurance, it's how long you can do something. Um, it's not just like when you hear endurance, I think a lot of people connect it to like running and that's not the case when it's like weight training, it's more of what your body can handle, how many reps your body can handle. And that's what we're kind of playing with. So when you see like 12 reps, you know, if you can get the idea is that you start with a lighter weight and then you add weight to get to the six and then you lessen the weight to come back down to the 12. And it's a challenge. It's a mental challenge on top of that. It is such a fun mental challenge though. And I think that's what makes it so fun. Yeah. Is that like, if it was just a whole lot of volume, like if you were doing 10 sets of 10, like that would be boring as hell. And I've done it and it can be fun sometimes, but it's also not fun when you're doing it four weeks in a row. So that's like, that's just volume 
in itself, but like doing the pyramid sets, you're challenging yourself and you're like, okay, how much weight can I do this set? And like, how much can I push it? And a sneaky way to see how far you can go to, like when you hit that six, like I think each week you're going to be adding more weight than you think Mm -hmm. you will be. And it's going to be like a fun little, like, you're like, holy crap, I just did 145 pounds on the back squat with for six reps. Like, yeah next week I'm going to try 150 or whatever it's going to be. I think it's also always really fun. Like once you get to that peak, like when you get to the six reps, it's like, Oh man, that was hard. Yes. But I'm going back down. So it's going to be easier. That next set is always the hardest. Like it's that second set of eight. So like the one after the peak where it's like, this is the hardest set of my life. (laughs) If you've ever had to do sprint work in the pool and then you get out of the pool and you run, or like if you have your like your weight vest on and you do something and then you get to take it off um, or let's be real fun size with it. It's like at the end of the day where you get to take your bra off and you're like, ah, it's that kind of a feeling um, Yes, when you can achieve it. <laughs> um, again, like you said, though, like you hit that six and then you're like, we're going back down. This is going to be awesome. I get to let like lighten the load here and your body is literally like, oh, no. Yep. So it is fun mentally. Um, and <laughs> yeah. I think like when your body adapts to training, so does your brain, you know, you get tired of the same old thing. So we're definitely trying to spice it up. What other questions have you gotten about it? Um, that was really it. I think it was the last one of those burnout sets at the end, the superset of the um, lateral walks and the, um, I can't remember what it's paired with right now, but the one where it goes like 40, 30, 10. That's a burnout. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, that's basically like the second half, the descending part of the pyramid. So you're not doing the ramp up. You're just coming back down. She's like, oh, it makes sense. Right. Yeah, that's the, I like to throw in some burnout sets. So um, next month, definitely. They're just fun, They are, you know, and at the end of a workout, like to just burn it out, um, I did there was this interview with the rock and he talked about how to really build muscle. And he's like, and to challenge yourself. He was like, at the end of my leg workout, I do box jumps and body weight squats, but I do like a high volume of both. And I was like, okay. And I was like, Hmm. So I go to the gym. It's my leg day. I'm like, I got the rock in my head for, he is not fun size whatsoever. I don't know why he's in my head all the time, but he is yelling focus and whatnot. Attitude six, four. Right. So I'm like, I'm going to do 10 box jumps and then I'm going to do like 20 body weight squats in your head. You're like, that's easy. And then you like actually do it. And I was like, the rock was not kidding. I got done and I wanted to box jumps at the end are like making your legs into jello. They did. Oh man. Um, and I did, I did, I felt my next, by the next week, my squat numbers did go up. And I don't know if that was just everything aligning, but in my head, it was the rock telling me that I needed to do a little bit of volume work, um, without the weight. So yeah, just mixing it up like that, I think is fun, but those burnouts, man, too, they can really teach your body a lesson. And I think they can teach you a lesson that you can do so much more than you really think. And I know like when I was in the gym, being a personal trainer, I would hand people weights and they'd be like 20 pounds. I can't do that. And then they would rep out like 12. 
And I'm like, you put the limit on yourself. I think that's a, that's a really big mental struggle in the petite world, especially because I think there's so much Mm -hmm. of that, like, oh, that weight's like bigger than I am. And I'm not ever going to be able to lift that. So I think there's a lot of petites in the subscription that are kind of still stuck there. So hopefully with this volume training and with you kind of coming in and spicing it up a little bit, hopefully they'll get to see that they can lift heavier and that it's, it's your mind that limits you. We go through the same thing. That's why we can talk about it. Um, and why we can say, you know, this did push us, you know, I used to think the same thing, like I'll never be able to do that because of this. Mm-hmm. And then I do it, you know? So sometimes it, it also just takes sometimes somebody else believing in you that you can do it. Um, but it is, it's a mental, mental aspect. I think we'll have fun though. And I'm working on the technological side of next month's being that I want to have a fun Spotify playlist for the user to like find and like the clients to find, and then they can just blast what we would be blasting when we're, you know, rocking out. Um, I also just think it's fun. Like those kind of workouts that you get, like I did a Peloton workout where it was like all nineties jams and the way you just light up when you know that song. Yeah. And you push out so much more. So I think that'll be fun. Having a good playlist is so important. It really is. I don't know how people can listen to a podcast when they work out. So if you're listening to this podcast when you're working out, please tell us how you do it. Cause I don't know how you do it. I can do it when I'm walking other forms of cardio, but for the most part, like it needs to be music when I'm lifting. I'll listen to the podcast and then I'll get done with it or I'll get done with my lift. And then I'll be like, I have no idea what I just listened to. Hmm. It's like reading the same paragraph in a book. 10 times. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes it's just background noise, but I know I hit more PRs and everything. If I have like just a banger on where I'm like, yes, but yeah, that's what I'm hoping to bring is just a little bit. Um, I don't even want to say extra spice. Cause I think you're spicy. So different spice. just a different perspective. It's a different spice. Like you're cayenne and I'm cinnamon. We've got the hair colors for it. It's perfect. Right. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Ah, I just need to hang out with you more and I'll get some good analogies going too. Oh, I don't know about that because my analogies are terrible. No, they are so freaking good. They're usually spot on, but weird. Weird is good. Weird is very good. I like to say trainers are like cookies because everybody likes a cookie, but it just depends on what kind of cookie. Like if you want a sugar cookie versus an oatmeal raisin versus a chocolate chip um, versus like a monster cookie, you know, I always tell people that too. Um, so just because I'm a little bit different, it doesn't mean, you know, the whole app is going to be something totally different. And again, your one-on-one clients are going to be your one-on-one clients. So they have nothing to fear. Nobody has anything to fear, but yeah, I get what you're saying. But the She-Hulk. <laughs> no. Halloween I'm just I'm like already thinking of head ahead to like Halloween like how just to have fun with workouts um be serious get results but also have fun with it so um I'm even like into October being like okay how am I gonna bring the monster mash into this because because you have to Halloween yeah you have to I'll try not to nerd out too much and put like Marvel workouts but I was trying to come up with Marvel style programs. Literally you and I are so 
so like I did one, um, it was like a superhero program, like last April, like 2021, that was a super, yeah. and it was, yeah, it was so Wonder fun. Woman. And then I also did, um, some like fun named Halloween ones, but I didn't do any monster mash stuff. So that would be something different. Uh, you never know. I we'll see what I come up with, but going like, I don't know how I got into this. I think I was just trying to spice up my own workouts and I, you, you hop over to Pinterest. Where else do you go? Um, and I was looking up Marvel. I might've Googled it too, but like I was looking up Marvel and like hero workouts. And I got a little disappointed when you looked up some of the females and it was like, and they're garbage and they're garbage. They're cardio, like only cardio. And I'm like, okay, I'm pretty sure the black widow did not train like this. Like she's a complete badass. Captain America. I know that man squats all day. Like, like, you know, but I know that the black Panther, he is not, he's doing CrossFit, (laughs) you know, like in my head, I was like, man, that would be really cool if we can get some programs like that, just to bring more awareness to the people, to the women that are in the media spotlight, because like, man, I was like, I know she Hulk is not just doing cardio and eating carrots. You should do like one-off programs like that. Like thinking about it, like this is, this is the black widow program. This is bring my nerdy Captain Marvel. Like, yeah. Thought about it. Captain Marvel and doing it like for women. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. There's, there's there's more nerds out there. I know you nerds are out there listening. Yeah. How many people go to Comic-Con? Come on. There's tons. I just raise my hand. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. All right. So where can the listeners find you and follow you? Um, Instagram is my like ignore TikTok. Um, <laughs> Instagram at fitness fun size is my main thing. Um, of course I'll be hopping on here. So I'm excited to do a few more podcasts with you. Um, that's about it. I do have a website, but I am in the process of pretty much rebranding that website to link it to to pretty much your app. So fitness fun sized. That's where I'm at. Follow the mom life. Awesome. Also, Jess is going to earn commission for each new person she brings onto the app. So if you are vibing with Jess right now and you are about to subscribe to that app when you do, and it's your first time message me, let me know that Jess is the one that made you want to sign up for this program. And I will send her the credit where it's due. So that would be amazing. So thank you. Hopefully. Yeah. I'm planning on putting the link in my bio. So anybody that follows me, if they just want to click down. Yeah. I can't tell you how excited I am. Like I'm so excited. It's like doing, um, and I miss this aspect of like group fitness, like having a class, um, and getting to know a lot more other people. So that's where I'm at. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling like this is going to be like, I get to, I get to broaden the horizon a little bit. So I'm excited. So yeah, find it there. Yeah. And like you said, just kind of put all your energy into one thing and have fun with it and just not have to worry about the other crap that you don't like to do. Exactly. That's why I'm having so much, like when you don't have to worry about all that other stuff, which I'm sorry. I I mean, I'm totally here for you for all the other stuff. (laughs) We are a team, but like I get to have fun, like make up Spotify playlist and make up fun workouts to go with it. Um, So that's, 
you know, that's like where the passion lies. So, and hopefully you get to do more fun size um, recipes because I still, protein puppy chow is probably my favorite. That is the best one. That one and the French toast. Oh, like, yes. I, I mean, we eat puppy chow weekly here. So. You really? Oh my God. I love that. We do. Um, well, and it's, you gotta know it's easy for the baby too. So like, totally. like it's easy to share. It's easy just to mm-hmm. take hiking. So again, mine always looks like garbage. So I don't show people, I don't show people that aspect um, like, at all, at all. I'm going to leave that. Mine to don't always look good. Like when they are purposely made for Instagram, they look a certain way but when I'm just making them for me they look probably the same as yours I'm really gonna show people how I meal prep and just the <laughs> mess that I create and even the bigger mess later because like you just make it like one big ridiculous meal like this is how you meal prep and like like throw some spaghetti sauce on the wall <laughs> the amount of veggies I have to meal prep from my garden like that's probably where I'll start and it'll probably look like the bits like I'm just gonna start flinging stuff like maybe that'll be my next <laughs> reel is I'm gonna have there you go it'll go viral just twerking it too oh it'll my be gosh fun. well in the other one so the other one that I did um where I had Zach throw chalk in my face people loved that like it was just me and I was like talking and then he threw chalk in my face <laughs> I was like, people love that. And I was like, I don't know how I feel about that. But yeah, you know, just to have fun with content again would be, would be nice. And not having the extra pressure. Maybe we should just make that a movement. Maybe make content fun again. Make content and hashtag it, make content fun again. I feel like content Um, is fun for people who don't have a business. So I think that it has to be make business content fun again something like that right something like that who knows um yeah either way I'm excited already have my gears working if you guys are listening to this and want to dm me any like if you're already subscribers dm me I want to know or even in the app just yeah just say hello just be pop in and be like hey girl say hello also you have a bunch of affiliate codes don't you what are like some of your top three because I I'm all about dis- discount codes and saving money so let's share them with the audience and hopefully they can all the supplements that I use are from Bomar Nutrition and I I love them uh, they're a good company they're good people which helps Um, and I love that all the ingredients and like everything that you can like test, like she'll post it. And so there's no hidden crap. Um, I hate when you get to like, I don't know. I just hate when like companies get so big and then they start hitting you with the crap. Um, Tango Charlie, that is another one. Um, my code for Tango Charlie is youthy 15. So U T H E 15. And you get 15% off their, their clothes. And I will tell you all their shirts. I mean, they're funny. Yes. They're soft. Amazing. But like them as a company, they're veteran owned. They do some really cool things. 
but yeah like my kale is bullshit yeah all of your tanks are like super funny anything that you see that you probably are like that one probably gets the most hate but it's also the funniest like so (laughs) you know um I can wear it around Colorado and and get a lot of laughs which is saying a lot um and then strong um yeah strong coffee that's the other one they do nootropics in their coffee and it's Mm -hmm. instant coffee so you pretty much just heat your water up pour it in there stir it i think my code for that is also fun sized so the bomar and the strong coffee are fun sized and then tango is the uth15 but you get a little bit of a discount you support me a little bit support good companies strong coffee um they have collagen and nootropics in their coffee so you don't have to like add extra stuff but they're also veteran owned and they're they're pretty amazing i love that i will put all those links in the show notes i'm all about helping out small businesses like i feel like that's kind of like an avenue that i want to go down to it's like keep it small small keep it um i like to say keep it weird because Tango Charlie can get kind of weird. Check them out. They're awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, last question, just for fun, because I know the little one's probably waking up from her nap any minute now. Um, If you could eliminate any short girl problem, what would it be? I hate crowds of people because it's all assholes and elbows Um, (laughs) when you're short. (laughs) Hopefully I can say that on the podcast, but that is what it is. So when it comes to anything like a concert, um, festivals, or like I even, well, the rodeo was a little bit different. Like nobody was really standing in front of me, but like if there could be short people tickets <laughs> and like a short people area yeah, to where we're to go like, yeah, like, cause you know, they always do that. Like when you least want it, they're like, oh, we're taking a picture of short people in the front. Mm-hmm. But then like you go to a concert and that's not how it is. And I'm like, listen, I'm five foot. I cannot see over this ginormous Amazon that decided to park it right in front of me. Like there's gotta be something fair about it. Yeah. And like, Uh, if you go in front of them, you're not blocking their view at all. So it shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter. That's yeah. If anything, you're helping them because you're putting distance between anyone else who might be around. So that little bit of distance is like this pocket to like view perfectly yeah. over you. So it's not obstructing their vision. I, that, yeah, I thought about that because there's been times where I'm like, I can't see, like, are you getting me? I can't see around the people. Um, or you do that number where you're like, raise your hand. Well, you don't, when you're the short person, you're the one raising your hand so that your tall friend can find you. But yeah, so if that was ever, if that could ever be a yeah. thing, like a little short area, you know, the, this is the fun size area. And mm-hmm. we, you know, I would pay a little bit extra for a short area, <laughs> like for Make a ticket a anywhere. And if that area could have its own exit, that would be perfect. That would be so fun. Because you know when they like herd you like cattle and then you get ran over? Yeah. 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 I'm like, huh, that that would be my other thing. Like have just a whole short area. I like those. I think I, I think those are very, very good ones. <laughs> the introvert in me is really like, keep me away from people. Thanks. <laughs> no, it's valid. Again, I love being short. I don't have too many issues, 
that I can't solve. You know, they make stools, they make, you know, but like, you're not going to carry a stool to a concert or a festival or like, (laughs) what you got there? Oh, this is my short girl stool. They would probably think it's a weapon and probably try to take it away from you. Exactly. So I did, I was like, man, there's not like, I love being short and I love like, there's not a whole lot of problems. I was like, but like crowds, they're the worst. I will tell you when I was a, a coxswain for the rowing team, I used to make the joke, like, this is the only place that tall people look out for short people because short people run the show. Like we're the bosses of the boat. You can yell and like you would have five boats do exactly what you told them to do because you're the short person. If we could bring that to everyday life, that'd be great. Is that what you did in college? I was a rower in college and I steered the boat and yeah, I did. It was. And that's probably where you build a very solid foundation for your back and upper body before bodybuilding, right? No. So really rowing is all legs. It's like, I would say it's 70% legs. Um, and then the rest is your upper body. I'm learning something. It's now. a lot of drive. I know. I almost did a video for, um, on the, the rowing machine because a lot of people do it wrong. Cause they think it's your arms. Well, okay. Yeah. So I knew that mm-hmm. with the rowing machine, it's all legs, but I never really actually equated that to actual rowing in a boat. boat it's the legs. same thing. It's all legs. Cause that's like your paddle is in the water during that drive. Yeah. So you're pushing. So you're pushing okay. it. Um, and then you do pull it with your back. Um, but yeah, we had, we had a lot of rib injuries because like the team I was on, they were all, um, a shorter, stouter team. Usually rowers are very long and tall. And so these ladies were getting like rib injuries because their legs and their back were so big that it was like doing a lot of the work and their back would pull their ribs out of place because we needed to work on our core. So yeah, again, I'll probably sneak core into programming because I feel like it's super important. Oh my God. So when you're young, you don't think it's important. No. I also always get a lot of questions. Like when women, like they're like, Oh, I have a lot of belly fat. Like, is it worth doing core right now? I'm like, yes. Cause core is connects everything, right? Like it helps you with balance. It helps you in so many areas, like just because you can't visibly see your abs doesn't mean that you shouldn't work them. No, I just feel like you should be balanced. You know, if you, and I think that's where I learned it in college is when you're not balanced, you create other issues elsewhere. So like, if you have a big, strong back, you can do stupid things to your, your chest and your ribs. Um, Just like if you have, you know, a strong lower body, you can do upper body injuries. Cause like your, your body just has a way of compensating and doing weird things for you. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, it is, it's one of those things I think I took for granted when I was younger and now I'm like, core is so important. And the second you you lose your core, you don't even realize like your balance is off. Like you just, it's, yeah, it's insane. Totally. So yeah, glad that you're weaving that in there. Cause that's also another thing I personally, And a lot of my clients will tell me is, you know, I don't like doing core. And I'm like, I know, I know, but 
you still got to do it. Like you still got to make your body balance. You got to do it. If you, if you sneak it in there, it's not so bad. Exactly. Like I would never pick just a core workout to do, but if it's intermixed in my stuff, I'm more likely to do it. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. You know, I'm more likely so, to do it in the beginning of the program too, like, or in the beginning yes. of the workout. Like if it's at the end, I'm very likely to be like, Oh, I'll do that tomorrow. Or like, I'm always like, I can do that anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Like I'll do it later. I'll do it later. I can do it while the baby's doing whatever. And then it always ends up that like, I try to do a plank and she rides my back and it makes it harder. So I'm like, oh, okay. The other day she got mad at me for doing, um, <laughs> leg raises. I don't even know why she was mad. She just got mad. What did you do? And I was like, oh, right. I was just laying there and I was like, okay. Um, I started with bicycle kicks and then I did, I was doing like just leg raises up and down. And she was like, no, no. And like hit my legs and we're, she was just trying to hold them down. And I was like, so I'm not going to do core. Got it. <laughs> Flex, if anything, I've learned flexibility. Thanks, kid. <laughs> so, well, exciting, exciting, exciting stuff. Um, yes, yeah. Thank you so much for coming on today. I'm super excited for everything, for what's to come. And thank you for being a part of my tiny little team. Yeah. Fun size team. I love it. Yeah. I, <laughs> it's exciting. So, thank you for having me. Thank you for inviting me into. Um, well, inviting me and trusting me, really. That's a hard part. I totally understand. So I'm I'm glad I totally I'm in the circle of trust. You definitely are. Like I if you would have said no, I don't know what I would have done. <laughs> like I would have just been like, well, I guess I'm not hiring a fitness coach because I don't know who else I would trust, who else like has such a similar journey and a similar approach. You know what I mean? So, right. I'm very, very thankful and grateful that you said yes. Same. I'm just, uh, I'm like I said, I'm excited to be a part of it. And, uh, like my audience isn't really the fun size aspect of it. So more people that need it and appreciate it is going to be, um, pretty cool on my end. So yeah, all your, all your little fun sized, bbs i'm excited (laughs) that um i'm now a part of it yay like officially yes yeah (laughs) all right that's a wrap you guys thank you so much for listening to this episode i hope you had a fun time i know i sure did just makes me laugh a lot and i know that this is going to be a fantastic partnership because we just vibe so well as you could just listen to us just going on like we've been best friends all of our lives it's really amazing and i'm really grateful for her and for just the opportunity to do this together and so give her a follow on instagram if you aren't already and like i said if you decide that you want to subscribe to the fun size fitness app thanks to this podcast thanks to listening to jess and you just really felt like you connected with her please let me know because she will earn commission based on new subscribers thanks so much for listening and i will catch you in the next episode